cannabis, coffee and cannabis, coffee and cannabis with Kate. Welcome back to another. Um, I asked the audience a bit on my Instagram about some ideas, and we got some good ideas. We've got like six dozen fun things to talk about, and uh, I'm going to hang out with Gina soon, and for December, we're going to do a Magic Monday about holding space for your own damn self, okay? <laughs> this is the next thing, is in order to really show up for each other, we need to hold some lockdown on yourself in this conversation about being 100-100, not being 50-50, so you don't need things from others. We need to learn to hold space for ourselves. Um, I'm learning and working with these kinds of things. So that's going to come up in uh, the next few weeks. I'm going to go over some vocal health conversations because I love to smoke cannabis and I've smoked a lot of other things and then I sing like wild. And uh, good days, bad days. Uh, there's tricks of the trade. As a trained performer and professional singer, there are things I'd like to induct you into the club. So tune in next week for that. Today, what we're going to talk about is... Ancestral healing, it's a thing. Ancestral healing. So, um, you know, well, at first I'm like, you. there's so many layers to this because there's like epigenetics, is that right? About the whole science says there's uh, 14 to 16 generations of people carrying um, trauma down the lineage, right? They show this in mice, it's in your DNA. The more work I do around somatic fascia, muscle memory, the like, the energetic and the physical, the physiological experience of trauma, yes, quite literally being handed down in our nervous systems. Um, we are in our mother's ovaries when she is being formed in our grandmother's womb. So we are there from the moment our mother is conceived, we are experiencing our grandmother's and our mother's lives, whole lives. So you wonder why your children come out just a bit more like actually like they pick shit up faster. They're there the whole time. I believe this is um, men and their liquid gold. <laughs> I think it is like, I think that it's, part of you that has your whole entire memory and your parents and and so this is science is catching up y'all there's also then this conversation of karma which i do this walk as uh, aquarius i love information and scorpio rising scorpio saturn pluto you know there's just a whole wealth of reasons why i'm also like pisces moon with venus and mars <laughs> um, so it's like I'm meant for psychic spiritual work and also I am a, the biggest skeptic and a fond fond connoisseur of information like unbiased give it all to me so what I get to do is walk around and then notice where I'm actually stepping between worlds and when we talk about these ephemeral like karmic contracts and things like that, I really believe it's a way that we could put words to something that now science has watched over and over again and decided to have a language. The way that permaculture exists for something that indigenous people do naturally, you know, it's like, I always joke, it's alchemy until it's chemistry. Um, 
you know, it's witchcraft until it's science. So there is that all these things are one and the same and everybody's trying to talk about something and always we have lenses and filters through which we experience the world. And so we're already walking around with those filters. This amazing class I took in um, school was called AutoCore. So I went to Cornish College of the Arts and I studied theater with a BFA emphasizing in voice as a tool and modality in the body. And um, the work itself, the curriculum was all about ensemble generated new work, right? So just pick that apart, like ensemble generated new work. So we were all about creating new work, writing new things, new perspectives with groups, group dynamics, collaboration. It's like what I do is <laughs> create worlds with people. Love it, right? So we took this class autocore. John K. Wilson and David Taft, some of the most brilliant minds in the world, um, taught this course together. And it was the most magic of all alchemies is their work together. I truly believe it. It's lovely. It's complimentary. Well, the first exercise we did. So you were sometimes often obligatorily asked to divide into groups and by obligatory it could be totally obligatory uh, am I saying that word right? I don't know I've said it too many times and then sometimes it could be like divide into groups depending on eye color divide into groups depending on like pref food preference divide yourself depending on birth dates you know it was like very interesting all of these different every time we would meet we would get the set different set of circumstances and we'd be given an opportunity to create an artwork piece, a happening uh, experience, um, a performance, and uh, within these constraints, whatever they may be. And it's almost the way I imagine if you were to like travel between worlds. You're like, okay, this is the language of this world. This is the value. This is the dynamic. Like, you know, of course, I'm an actor, so I'm studying all the other things in dramaturgy, like. The soft science of human communication, the art of human communication, right? So in this class, for this first assignment, we were asked to bring something to class that you could look or peer or view through. So I ask you to take a few moments while I sputter a few more things to look around the space you're in right now and find something. All you have to do, and all I'm telling you, is you can look through it, peer through it, view through it. Doesn't matter how, doesn't matter what, it's all going to go. Your only invitation, like you got a card in the mail and says, show up this date and this time with something to look through, view through, peer through. Have you got it? Okay, okay. Now... We all collected on one side of the room and we were asked to raise these things to our face and to our eye and to now scan what was happening. And there, there was, these two gentlemen um, had set up like a tableau of sorts. There was a dynamic and I do believe that we were even offered like, so in groups we would like, one of us would go up and perform. But what I ask you to do now is take your reality, just your reality, and from one side to the other, slowly, this filter 
how you see the world through this filter. This goes back to Plato's cave, you know, the allegory of the, the way we see things is the reality with which we view. So when we talk about ancestral healing, <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm going to bring it back to that. <laughs> Wait, let me drink some of this coffee. Yeah, honey and uh, coconut milk powder. <sighs> so good. Coconut milk powder mixed with honey while I always like have some feels. I ask everything. I talk to everything. It's, I think people like have to think about it, but I think I just talk to everything. Prayers, feelings. Mix the powder and the honey together and then slowly add in the liquid, right? Coffee is part of my heritage. Finnish and Irish. <laughs> uh, a bit northern russian too so if we're really looking at ancestral healing what we have to do is stop thinking about literal hands actions touching affecting we have to deconstruct the phrase how we view like ancestral healing because it's not how we look at this life this world it really is stepping back in, from our filters into the cosmic creative web of the universe and acknowledging that everything is vibration. Yes, we can walk into our ego and we can have relationships with the people around us. Those are filters to, to our relationships, to wanting to heal our relationships. I tell, you know, people do plant medicine and they're like, oh my God, it's amazing. Like everyone I know needs this. And like, how do I get them to? At first, yes, it is amazing. Second, not everyone needs this. This was good for you right now. And how do you get everyone? That's the third. You just go and you live what you've learned. You integrate. You don't keep chasing medicine. You go integrate yourself. You don't fucking preach new woke shit at your friends and loved ones. Do not do it. I promise you from personal experience, the way you do not want to go about ancestral healing is walking into a conversation someone has not solicited. I've said this before in another two or three podcasts, I'm sure of it, is that I was that painful black sheep, you know? I was like listening to my family talk about things that hurt and being like, well, here's your problem. Let's do it. And nobody asked. Even if somebody comes to you to talk about their problems, I've talked about this as a loving trap. They don't know any better. It's not. Until someone explicitly asks you for your opinion, they are not ready to hear it. Not that they don't want to, but they're just not ready. It's a real proximity thing. It's a real visceral thing. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a learning to read the people and the timing and the situation and then having, holy shit, the self-control, <laughs> the self-mastery. I'll say mastery. Because, like, discipline control, I don't fucking know. The self-mastery to love these people at whatever fucking level. And also that maybe that's putting barriers and boundaries up. Like, I fucking love you and the only way to do that safely is from over here. Um, my fabulous friend Gina, who I do these podcasts with, when she first started coming to my work, she was given a message from her guide to me. And I still have that. And, um, Gina, I have a funny story about that, so we should talk about that. 
but um, the message was something to the effect of the shaman's job is to carry the shadow of the tribe for the tribe. Something like that, right? And how I really understand this, the shaman's job is to carry the shadow for the tribe, to see it. And I, I, yeah, at first, I began to, I put it on my wall and it became my daily, I would just gaze at it and look at it. And what I began to understand was, oh, I will, it's like a priest in confessional. Like, I will know things about you, it's highly psychic and intuitive, things you don't even know you tell me, things you do tell me. And then I promise you, every one of you at some point who's hung out with me has been like, I can't believe I just told you all of that. It's a thing I got. Part of my vibration and resonance, not in a woo way, but the more I shift my own personal beliefs, the more the somatics, okay, look up somatics. Somatics are... Uh, patterns created by vibrational sounds and sounds create patterns and vibration in form and space. This is like tortoises, this is leopards, this is leaf patterns, this is our circulatory system, like I'm not fucking joking. Somatics. This is the work I do with the Shipibo, this is the work that I've learned in so some ceremonies. We are vibration, traditional um, Asian, no, no, what is it, traditional Chinese medicine, excuse that. Sorry, there's this weird sound outside. I was like, what the fuck? So traditional Chinese medicine talks about meridian points, which also then like Ayurvedics talks about 108 nadis. So, oh, my husband's doing some stuff to winterize the backyard. So we've got sounds coming from there that <laughs> if you hear anything weird, it's not a squirrel in distress. Um, so this all comes to this conversation of we see... Uh, the vibration of all things. It, it's a micro-macro, it's an energetic, it's a polarization, it's a yin, it's a yang, it's a lot of shit. Again, I'll do more on that. I love talking about that. We're going to do a whole thing about, um, I'm going to do a thing about somatics and how everything is vibration. There are lines of energy and dis-ease creates dis-coordinated because dissonance is actually very healing, but when things are crossed, so in the Shipibo, they say crossed. Things, lines are crossed. And these things create this dis-ease and can then manifest. And we can create these things from belief systems or we can create these things from physical patterns. I believe that um, dis-ease comes from uh, a com when the two are in perfect storm. Basically, <laughs> you know, it's not just one or the other. It's when the two of them have been at it and they get it and they get a hook and they play together and you're like, ah, fuck, right? Then we get these crossed lines, these points of like, it's a, it's a place that needs to be worked through. And uh, a lot of science now, okay, going back to the science, talks about this being held in our somatic body, the somatic body, which is our fascia. So, so the somatic body is not um, a ephemeral term. It's, it's a term that has an ephemeralness to it because not until very recently has fascia tissue, fascia itself in what the wild state that it is, been really understood or talked about. It's almost impossible to, until really the last couple of years, for science to see it and understand it. But... Fascists are muscles, it, the webbing, the ligaments, the tendons, the bone. It's our blood. It is everything. It's wild and amazing. It's liquidy and it's a fibery thing. It's why yin yoga and uh, 
sound healing and uh, somatic and TRE exercises um, like really work. There's one other one, uh, inter integrational uh, massage. Some, uh, I'm forgetting, but there's a, a type of body work that's also, right? And so these things are what the science world is literally saying. You were born with maybe a dysregulated nervous system and your mother was in a dysregulated nervous system and you were in the womb of that. Like I've sit in a workshop and these people are talking about polyvagal theory, ancestral trauma, <laughs> you know? And like, what the fuck else is all, it's amazing. So you're doing your thing, okay? You're doing your thing. You feel that there's like, I don't want to carry this reactionary state. And this is how trauma often shows up is, is our fight or flight and a disassociativeness. Okay, so you're like, you've been fighting for survival and often you just go to this point where you're like, I just can't, I can't feel this much anymore. I can't fight anymore. So then maybe you go into dissociation and this can be addiction, it can be coping mechanisms, it can be like, you know, seclusion and depression and all this good stuff, right? Well, when you start to come down out of that thaw, like the freeze, you come into thaw. In trauma, you don't get to just bypass this shit. You actually have to start where you left off. So imagine, I mean, like, imagine that, like, our ancestors didn't do this work because they don't know about this stuff or this mechanism. So this is all landing on our plates, right? But there's not really a defined language about it. So all this lands in our plate and we are going through our life now being micro trauma all the time because a trauma is something that we process when our body, it's like our body is fight or flight. If your body is in a fight or flight and something happens. So when people say, you know, if someone can like lose a balloon and if to them it was a trauma, it's a trauma. The reason we have the science for the saying if a child or a person is already in a fight-or-flight body, in a dysregulated nervous system state, right? Even if you can tell yourself, I'm safe, but you have a dysregulated nervous system and that's been your fucking baseline, my life kind of, <laughs> you, you perceive th this thing then gets imprinted in the fascia, in the muscle memory as trauma. We also have all the things like the amygdala, the hippocampus, the, especially before eight, eight, eight uh, years old, your prefrontal cortex is like um, in the lucid dream. You like shift from to alpha around eight years old. It's wild, right? So this is why all these things, all these things. So you, your grandparents could have been like gone through trauma, which pretty much most of ours did. Hello, World War II and all the good things. Uh, Vietnam and all that shit for our parents and those kinds of stuff and the whole faux Disneyland thing and, the, and like the boomer, you know, brainwashing that these poor creatures are like, y'all got some work to do with that. Applaud the ones who were doing it. You know, we all have our own shit to deal with in our own. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to see ours. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's just, this is like, if, if my grandmother then to my mother gave this dysregulated, then my mother gave to me, not in an intended way, right? Also didn't heal because they weren't in that kind of proximity to um, therapy or knowledge or the internet or any of it. But then my mother still has this dysregulation. 
And so in the plant world, what we do is we're like, okay, I'm going to go change my vibration. This, I know it's like, ooh, it's the worst words because like literally this is it. It's not supposed to be like, dude, bad vibes, man. No, my vibration, which is a symphony, right? My whole entire body is an epic cacophony. Uh, like if you go look at music and somatics, it is not just a circle. Like a sound is like a circle or a pattern of a jaguar or something like that, right? Or Leopard, I should say, is a better example, maybe. No, 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 the jaguar. Oh, I've seen that one. And the tortoise. But anyway, you know, it's, it's not about that. It's that literally this is like, woo, all those noddies, all those chakras, all those wheels, all those lines, they interconnect and they create this. This is like you see that little game where you like have the, the magnetic dust or whatever, and then you have the big magnet, and the polarization makes that like, from the top and from the bottom, and you see the drawing of the human and the energy field around the top and the bottom, this is the tree of life. This is the cosmic micro-macro. This is how our galaxy fucking rolls, our solar system, how the whole entire cosmos rolls like this. Like if you want to look up like some of this shit on the internet, there's this great dude, um, oh fuck, something of moo something of Moo, and he's, he's like t the school of Moo, and this dude like talks about the creation and the language and like the sacred, like uh, how you can do the whole Hebrew alphabet in your hand. You can make the shapes with your hand, and it's the most beautiful thing because then you can use those shapes and you can see patterns of the whole universe. This is so, I go and I do my work. I do my trauma, shake it out, shake the fuck out. I do my talk therapy because you got to work on both. I change in small ways my life. I'm a big advocate of these tiny shifts, these pivotal degrees. And as I do that, I'm able to do the healthy, like, social thing where I'm like, guess what? I'm reparenting. I'm taking care of my inner child. And then I also do the other stuff, which is a little more strange and not, doesn't totally make sense, but doesn't have to. This, like, um, T-R-E, where I, like, love to do this and shake and tremor. Uh, it's something I love to do. Y'all holler at me for it. So you start to do these things and it shifts. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm not showing up the same way. Like, I'm, I'm actually... I, Holy shit, I didn't understand what boundaries were for years. Like, people kept saying the word, and I was like, oh, what is this word that you keep saying? I remember it being in school, sophomore year, having this thought of, like, they keep saying, what's your process? And I just tangibly, I couldn't get it, you know. When I, my logic is very spatial, so when I see a word and I'm spelling a word out, I'm literally thinking like ups, downs, and length in like, a, I feel the size. Like if I was to think about cogitate, cogitate as a word and how to write it, I feel the boundaries and the shapes before I see the letters. It's, it's just how I do. It's me. <laughs> it's me. Right. So you find this way of learning you. And this is what it's about. You learn you. You be you. You radiate you. You express you in a healthy way that's learning not to be reactionary because that's old you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> um, something I'll have to work on. <laughs> but it's, it's about you showing up. And then those people, it's like, it's funny. It doesn't always have to be aggressive. And sometimes it does. 
I still get mad. I still get stressed. I still get worried. I still fucking cry. Like, I have deep feels, y'all. Pisces moon. Whoa. Like, don't even play. Like, third to fourth house. Mm-mm. But all in the body and the things and the home and the parents. Oh, my God. So, I have deep feelings about things. I go from high highs to low lows. Like, just this morning, I was talking about how profoundly grateful I am for this I haven't had a lot of overnight healing, but I've had these overnight tiny shifts, tiny shift, tiny shift that, oh, I can see over three or four years. Holy fuck. I'm a different person with a lot of things. And I still have a lot that I'm working in my relationship with. Right. And then I also feel, I also feel really heartbroken and lost and uninspired right now about where to go and what to do. And that's fucking fair because we're fucking human and I believe that I'm God you're God you're me I'm you all those things but I also have to pay my bills and like negotiate grocery stores you know and and if I manifest a conversation between you and I that's a hard conversation then maybe afterwards after I'm done being a human and making some mistakes around it probably In hindsight, I can process it in a big way. And this is healing. So you get to not only start to heal you and in that heal your proximity and relationships with other people and start to really subtly and not subversively, darlings, please don't be subversive or passive aggressive. You know, be calm and clear and work on speaking these boundaries no matter how irrational people say you maybe, because I'm used to that. You're just like, I know you don't get it. And you're not wrong about what you want. And this is what I want. And I want you to have what you want, but I also want for me. So that looks like this in the middle. And I uh, love you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, instead of saying sorry, say thank you. Like, oh, no, I'm sorry for not. But like, thank you for your patience. Thank you. You know? Oh, thank you for your honesty. Like, thank you. for. Oh, this is, anyways. So on that level, you're doing that work. And this is the where we have to do the cognitive therapy, the vibrational um, behavioral changing work. And then we meet ourselves in allowing, because I live there, the spiritual, which is this vibrational is literally in your body. Now, guess what? Guess what? Do you know about mirror neurons? Do you know about sympathetic resonance? <gasps> oh, sexy. Scary, sexy, Dr. Emoto's thoughts in water. Look it up. Dr. Emoto's thoughts in water, speak, pray, sing, think about the water. It all shifts the molecular structure, okay? Bruce Lipton, you know, how, look at like when he talks about um, why go the fuck outside (laughs) and how cells reproduce by looking at what's around them. Not by whatever you just tell them. Like literally your skin is looking around at reproducing the cells in order to be at one with its environment. So if you're just in one environment, it's going to adapt to that. We're so adaptable. Okay, backing up, backing up, backing up. Mirror neurons. So I got to experience this a few times really blatantly, beautifully so, in the TRE work that I'm learning is that people were like super stuck about something and then it me we say this placebo and what we I think we we really insult our intelligence when we say like oh we put it in your mind so you did that but we have again more science ah, about mirror neurons 
And so people were like, I don't know, I'm not feeling it. I don't think I can have this big like fascial release. And then um, Dr. David Berselli, who developed the TRE, shows us a video of him coaching someone and having a pretty radical one. And then wouldn't you know that some of the people that were having the toughest time before had a very easy expression of this. And we found this in different dynamics, right? You said, no, of course, this conversation I'm having with you right now does not prove it. So again, please go do your own research, darling. I love research. Please do it. Please be a self-informed person. You don't have to decide to believe anything. But what I'll beg you is if people put shit out there, please just... Go get your own information before, and it's all, uh, go inside, go inside, inside, <laughs> information, information. Okay, anyways, moving on. So, what we then have is a conversation about sympathetic resonance, is that two violins set next to each other, which is my first experience with this, so I'll always use this analogy. If you play G, on one violin, the next one subtly vibrates that note, that tone. Okay? We are vibrational beings. Every fucking single thing, the table, the lamp, the sky, the trees, the sun, my hands, my face, my knees, it's all vibration. So this is, you know, why they tell you about like thoughts. Don't try to control your thoughts. Just work on mastery. So it's a difference between control. No one's lording over nothing. Mastery is like you can master a boat in the ocean, but you cannot control that ocean, right? Mastery. It's different. Here's the thing. Here's a tool I'm going to teach you right now. Well, I like to say, oh, and I don't use it enough. This is a tool to help you master your emotions because when we master our breath, we have the opportunity to master our emotions, and here's a tool to practice that. It is this thing that works, parasympathetic breathing. So you exhale everything out. We're going to three parts. Inhale from the low pelvis filling up through the middle belly and then the ribs. And then the exhale, empty the ribs and then the middle belly and then the low pelvis last. Twice more, inhale from the low, fill up to the top like an accordion, and the exhale, bring the top down through the ribs to the belly to the pelvis. Once more, we're going to go inhaling from the bottom of the pelvis up through the belly, the ribs to the top of the lungs, and the exhale back down. This activates our parasympathetic nervous system. So we shift immediately out of fight or flight. So you're going to go through the freeze and you're going to go through, you have to start to feel all the things again and it's using the tools to move through it. When we heal ourselves, we heal seven generations before and after. I think even more. This is where they say 14 generations, I think even more. Because then what happens is the link, the knowingness, I'm an instrument, my mother's an instrument, my sister's an instrument, my husband's an instrument, our children, if we were going to have them, but honey, y'all are our children, are instrument, divine fucking celestial instruments of love, not just the human kind, you know? 
everyone's like, oh, everything is love, everything is love. You're all thinking about human love. Like, that's not love. Kali is love, you know? <laughs> you know, and even more than that. She, is it Shiva that lays me with Kali? That's love. Here, I'll lay down for you, goddess. Do whatever the fuck you need to do because unconditionally I love you. But it's bigger than that. Love is, is care. Love is nurturing. Love, love is way bigger than the human mind can even fathom, right? And uh, all we need is love. <laughs> so as long as when you start to work on your vibration, you don't have to act it in like a poetic over the scene sense. You don't have to, dem here, wait. You don't have to demonstrate it in a mm, signaling way. Like the worst thing to do is be like, oh, I'm so holy rectified heal. Because then what all you're doing is ex like shining this light on what other people's triggers or tremors may be. And, and I'm not saying dim your light. No, but hello, divinely newly woke, my loves. There'd be some old wokes of us. And we learn that like people who are beginning to start to wake up are really self-conscious a lot. <laughs> and those of, then when we start to do our healing, we start to show people that there's a different way. And, and there are many, many reasons that people have like leaned into why they do what they do but to survive. Okay? Like this, I, I have deep feels about like, I don't know if I believe in happiness in the way that like the human word of love doesn't really emulate what I have experienced a conversation about love in in, in many different ways and ceremonies, right? But I think that... I don't think it's about anyone having a moment or a place of happiness. I think we're all here as humans to get our shit together and decide that nobody can have happiness until we all do it together. Um, it's not a one, it's an all. <laughs> and again, ephemerally, I don't know if that's ever going to be quite a literal external experience like some think. I think it's going to be a very internal. And I think the more that we find um, this love and acceptance for ourselves, the less we have to like postulate and you know go shout it from the fucking mountaintops, you know, or start to offer advice just because we're excited about what we're doing. <laughs> that thing of like you show up to every party and all of a sudden you should drink it, you should eat it, you should drink it, you should eat it, you should do this diet, you should do this diet, I do this diet, I do that diet. No, honey, no, honey, no. Mm -mm. No, don't become a radical. I mean, you can be that, but when you want to go out and you want to connect to people, we have to, we have to meet and we have to be human and we have to be fallible, right? Everyone's acting like they're trying to be perfect. And I think that's the most raw, cool shit ever is to be this like really vulnerable, messy. It inspires me. Like I used to judge it, but also who the fuck cares? So, Okay, back to vibration. You're literally changing the directions of the lines in your body when you change belief patterns, when you change your surroundings. Yes, when you change your diet, of course, when you eat or drink something special. You do. When you change your relationships, when you have children, things change. Of course, we even watch our bodies change. Ooh, look at how adaptable and wildly magical our bodies change. We can see it, so now we have to start to believe it. That by me doing what I do and then 
showing up in a kind, non-judgmental, right, seeing the shadow of the whole fucking tribe and leaning into it. Like, I love you, E, even though you got your thing, so we could spend a day together, but I no longer can spend the night over at this gathering. Or like, we can do this stuff during the day, but once it gets past a certain time, it's not good. That's not because I don't love you. It's like, it's not good for me. It's not right for me. I have to do this. And that may be because, uh, you know, I'm uncomfortable where things tend to go in a situation. And I know, like, if this party goes out to the bar, it's going to be bad. So I just got to do a coffee chat instead of get a drink later. And um, I don't think, I think that sometimes you get people who are like, and they don't want to. And then they're, hey, guess what? But we don't want to rub it in their noses, right? I have to set healthy boundaries with a lot of women about their relationship issues or lack thereof or the strangeness of it all because we all have ours, our thing. And if people keep like taking advantage of me about leaning on my fucking shoulder to cry on with a bottle of wine about it, I'd be like, well, do you know this shit is going on? If they look at me and they're like, I get it. I get it. This is crazy or whatever. I don't know. I just have to see this through. If you can have a legit conversation with me about it, I can be like, cool. Maybe we should just like take some space while you do your thing and just know I love you no matter what. And I'm here for you, but I'm not so into this dude. Like, don't ugh, draw the lines. Don't make me draw the lines. Right. But it's, it's about, I don't even know where this tangent is even going anymore. You know, about making these healthy boundaries and these shifts. So it's like, guess what? I love you. And I, I need you to figure your thing out, but I'll be here. It's a lot about that. Ancestral healing is a lot about like pushing ourselves to have some perspective because the, the vibration will follow, the, the support will follow. And being okay with the ebb and flow, you know? Having faith that it works from a distance. Because the other thing I've experienced, and then maybe this will be that for the moment, because I'm just going to keep going on about whatever. I got beautifully caffeinated and stoned today. <laughs> I smoke very low THC because I'm a fucking lightweight. But um, it, I feel like this has been uh, a bit of fun. Um, so the thing I like, the last kind of conversation is I have experienced in strange ways. So who I am, Scorpio, Rising, Saturn, Pluto, fucking kicking it in my 12th house. Right. It, um, I'm obsessed with patterns. I have to fucking watch and listen. And all I do is watch. And then the theater degree fucking reinforce that, you know, see the patterns, see the links, see the issues, do the back work. What's the subtext? What's going on? What are the given circumstances? What kind of tactics do I need to negotiate my, my wants, my goals, the desired outcome? <laughs> What's the backstory? All of it, right? I watch. I fucking watch. Ugh, it drives me mad. If you ever want me to talk real, you have to let me know and then you have to be ready for it, okay? Like, don't just say it. Be like, I come to you because of whatever. Um, you have to be like, I know that you're going to be brutally honest if I ask you to be, so do it. Because I kind of don't, I, if I turn the tap on, it's on. But you then uh, have to know. I'm going to say it. Anyways, so I watch shit, and I know shit over long term. And I have noticed that every time we do anything, and fuck it, it's not about just medicine. It's breath work, it's yoga, it's, I don't know, whatever stupid awesome shit you're doing because there's, there's a million things that you could do 
little rituals over fucking Zoom to like shift yourself in a little bit of way. You want to heal your ancestors? Heal yourself. Heal your shit. You will show up differently. They will feel it across time and space. My parents, my partner, my siblings, my friendships have all shifted tiny, big, all the ways, ripples by the work that I've done, whether I've been in town or not. Like, I'll leave town for four months and then I'll come back and I'm like, we are in a totally different place. Not just because four months have gone by, but like, we are both. Like, Kyle will be like, my husband will be like, I was working with this kind of shit and then this stuff happened. And I was like, dude, me too. Like, almost the same kind of, but in, you know, different worlds, different values. So you have to start, um, I guess, with this really wild, epic faith that when you do this as a vibrational and a sympathetic vibrational set of mirror neuron human beings who share genetic DNA and muscle memory and like all of the bigger ends, you know, have faith. But know that it's true. That vibration, because time and space doesn't exist. Or there's the last point. Time and space doesn't exist. It's all one big donut. So whatever you're doing in the future, you're actually doing now, you've already done, and everything that happened in the past is happening at this moment and is yet to come. And there's like infinite realities of things that I believe it's all interconnected and we're all one. So you change you and you actually heal everyone and also like fuck the word heal it's not a place either it's not a thing it doesn't happen there's no actual like I don't think there's healing and a healed place it's all about relationship to a constant evolving thing you know let's let's talk about that next time okay Another thing to talk about, instead of calling it healing, because we're not ending up anywhere. Come on, face it, we're all going to end up not in this body. <laughs> so, stay tuned. Patreon, if you want music and you want um, shamanic journeys uh, by the moon and all that shit, right? If you want some workshops... Patreon. Uh, YouTube has some free shit. You got to do it yourself kind of vibe. It's all kind of, mm. and uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to be coming out with some education stuff. Watch out for that. Website if you want my music. Um, I mean, basically, if you download The Big Shamanic Journey, you can go anywhere and do anything. So that's like perfect. But now I have a journey to ayahuasca and I have a journey to the goddess, the creatrix, the divine, the, per, the being that I speak to. And uh, I've got like a music meditation too. So if you don't want to be journeyed and you just want to bliss out and jam, there's that. Also custom stuff. If you're interested in like your own personal journey, uh, that's fun. So yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just do you, boo. Yeah? Right on. <laughs> Game on, babes. Fucking love you. Stay fabulous. Have hope. Shit is going to be up and down, and that is good. Full spectrum, honeys. We're going full spectrum. <laughs>